I wanted to bring up time today because I've been feeling a lot of interesting dynamics this year around time. So time being feeling compressed, time feeling elongated. A lot of people making this off-the-cuff comment that 2020 has felt like a decade, which it has to me. I don't know about you. And this discussion of time, it's also come up a lot because um, people's time is different than it used to be. I am especially thinking of the moms who are doing virtual schooling with their kids. And I happen to know several of them who are feeling so logistically overloaded by the time slots of the Zoom calls and the breaks and the half hour Zoom and the 60 minute break and the 20 minute Zoom and and finding these containers to really chafe them and and finding uh, life in uh, these times to be so different. When I used to work with people in my emotional healing practice, time would come up so much. And I always wanted to teach a class or do something about time because it's such a constant in life. And it seems like we not we don't often take a moment and just examine our relationship with time. So I wanted to create a space for you to do that today and um, to dive into your own belief systems and your own possibly past traumas around time and see if there's something that is up to be cleared or healed or acclimically transmuted for you today. And um, if so, yay, we get to move into 2021 with a new feeling about time. So as we begin, just take a deep breath and Uh, Start to breathe and get really deeply into your body. Hmm. We want to set the space so that you are feeling fully present, embodied, allowing yourself to drop into your heart space. And as you start to feel the silence of this moment and the stillness within your own body, I invite you to feel into what time feels like to you in this incredible moment that we are in. We know that a moment is all that life is. It's a moment, and a moment, and a moment, and a moment. And that this linear reality, this idea that time is a chronology, a chronological time, is a container that we have chosen to exist within so that we can grow, so that we can know ourselves more as we move through the eternal moment, the eternal now. And in each step, we get to know ourselves um, and to see our growth and our transformation. So 
I'd invite you to start to feel into your own day and your own time and how you keep time. How do you create containers for sleep, for food, for work, for love, for community? And just examine how that feels to you. Do you feel free? Do you feel that your time is your own? Because the truth is your life is your own. And any other feeling is uh, feeling controlled or enslaved by time. So feeling into the spaces where you feel very free and very in choice about where you have chosen to, to quote unquote, spend your time to be where you've chosen to live your life. And then feel into some places where it doesn't feel so great. And it's in those areas that I'll invite you to take a look today. And while we're at it, let's start with some gratitude about the choices in our lives. How we've chosen to spend our life, the containers and the, and the time that um, we have. So, you know, I think about this a lot. And there's something about the new year that brings this up. Because we come into this new container of a year. And we get to say, okay, what are... What am I choosing to create in this, this time? And the truth is that we have that every single day and every single moment, that choice again and again to see what really matters to us, uh, how we choose to spend our life. And um, so this is a, this is a beautiful invitation for you to just start gathering the ways that the, the aspects of your time that, that are not feeling great and the aspects that are feeling extremely uh, heartfelt, heart-centered, you're, you feel the choice and the gratitude about, wow, I get to make dinner with my family every night right now. And that is the most uh, enjoyable part of my life at the moment. Or I get to call my mom or I get to walk my dog and spend time with this lovely being who I've chosen to be a companion in my life. Um, all of those things, we get to experience joy. So just go into that and start with that deep, deep embodied appreciation of the choices in your life. And, and there may be places that, that don't have that resonance quite yet. And that's what we will turn our attention to. But I'd like you to notice where you're doing great. You're feeling great. And now um, let's turn our attention to places where we feel controlled or not so aligned. And I'd like you to go in. There's an emotion called efficiency and inefficiency, and this is held in the kidneys. And so if you can put your hand on your back, right underneath uh, your low back. It's kind of like where there, there's a dip in your in your hip, right before you go to your hips and, and your kidneys are kind of like right below your rib cage there. So if you wanna put your hands there, if you can, if you can't, you can imagine it. And feel into the energy of efficiency and inefficiency. This is also the area that is about control. So in Eastern medicine and the understanding of emotions and the meridians, uh, 
that work together to create balance within our body as a whole. The kidneys, um, I feel, are usually involved with our relationship with time. So as you feel into your kidneys and give yourself a couple of deep breaths, you can muscle test yourself or simply feel in intuitively, do I have an issue with inefficiency or over-efficiency? Do I have any lingering issues with control? That's usually a big one. And as you sense that with compassion, start to open up this understanding in your body that, okay, there's something for us to work with here. And you can breathe. And as you start to allow, let's say, control came up for you. What I'd like you to do is go back to the root of where that pattern has started. So when we have a blockage in any system, we're working with emotional blocks right now because this is typically what I see with time. It's some sort of little little or big trauma that... uh, we've had in our experience. So go going back to the origin of it is how we root it out, like plucking a weed out of a garden. We, we pull the root up. So going back to the original incident is how we get all the way to the root and we sort of change that original um, experience. We heal that at the core. And then from there on, we, it sort of heals everything in its wake So what I'd like you to do, if you know how to muscle test yourself, um, do that. If you don't, that's fine. You can start to really listen internally because your body carries all of this information. Your body knows the times. It knows. um, It it really stores these memories in this wound. So it's, it's available for you. And uh, for those who are new to this, you know, it may take some time for you to set aside and be in meditation around it and just, just take whatever, just do whatever it takes to find this origin. The origin I'm speaking of could be in your childhood. So like when I was two, I, uh, you know, was left at my babysitter's too long and I got very anxious about my parents coming to pick up, pick me up. And that, that's started this route of, me being anxious about time. That's the kind of situation we're looking for. Sometimes this can be a like genetic or ancestral issue that's actually passed through your, your lineage, just like disease can come through or brilliance can come through and giftedness can come through. So can emotional issues. So sometimes we'll see the origin of it is a couple generations back. So you can check, is it my mom or my dad's side? And, oh, I see two generations back, you know, was when my family shifted from being agrarian to industrial. And um, my dad actually had to go to work, you know, from eight to seven every day. And it shifted our whole family and it created a lot of sorrow around that. And so, that's the origin of how my family shifted our 
uh, understanding of time and the control that we felt controlled by something outside ourselves. And so that could be an example of the origination of that family pattern that has been passed down and that you learned from your higher family um, related to you. And so if that's the case, go back to that original great-grandfather and start working with him. There can also be another incarnation, a parallel life experience that you have uh, that's shading this. And those tend to be, if you can't find the origin in another way, it, sometimes it is this, um, this quote-unquote past life. Um, as we know, time isn't really real, so... Uh, these lives are actually concurrent. And so when someone, my experience of working with alternative lives is that when someone is um, in another lifetime is, is, is affecting you and you find that's the origin, it works well to have a conversation with them and to offer them wisdom and listen for what's happening in their life because you two are connected in an oversoul kind of way and so you get to share your wisdom with each other and the same goes for your ancestors um, this usually works really well especially with ancestors to truly honor them and respect them because they have helped create your life so as you speak with them uh, really honoring their life and acknowledging what you know about them if you know their name or if you have a feeling of them being a farmer or whatnot you get to say wow you know I'm so grateful for your life and then say you know I see that in this example I see that um, this happened to you you shifted uh many generations of being a farmer to being a factory worker and how much sadness that brought you. And I want to offer you um, an ability to heal that, to let that emotion move uh, through you and not only you, but, but all the other generations will benefit from that. And so you walk them through a process. Um, and the same goes for your, if you find that an issue, for instance, at two years old, you talk to your inner child, yourself at two. And you go back and you have this conversation, um, etherically, so to speak. Um, but it, it, it can feel it can feel extremely real. And this is what we bring up over and over again to actually reparent ourselves. So as you go in and you speak with um, these different aspects of you that are affecting you now, um, the healing begins. And the healing work is all about uh, acceptance compassion, and forgiveness. This is what heals an emotion at the root level. So acceptance is really the important part, is acknowledging what has happened, seeing what has happened. And that's about 75%, 70% of the actual healing work is really seeing it and, and moving out of denial or moving out of ignorance with that and, and knowing what happened and knowing um, this, this piece. And I want to say, just as a caveat, it's actually not that important that you know the story. Um, the story, can we can glean wisdom from it. We can glean understanding of ourselves. But if a story of, like, you can't, like, you're like, this is five generations back. I have no clue what happened at all, and I have no sense. That's fine, too. It's just an energy. And so you can, you can check the energy. It's a control that started then, okay, I'm, I'm choosing to release control. But this conversation is sort of the humanizing element, I find. You don't need the story to clear. You don't need the story to heal. But the story can help us relate 
And that's where a sort of this heart-centered piece is about really relating with our inner child and and teaching ourselves to be more loving to ourselves and to be more loving to the people around us and to have compassion for our wounds and the wounds of our forefathers and mothers and the wounds of ourselves and other incarnations. And so this compassion is such a such a valuable piece to learn to hold towards ourselves. That's what the value of this process is. And so as you start to really accept what's happening, you breathe and you give that emotion, whatever it was, a chance to start moving through that blockage. So maybe it's sadness, maybe it's inefficiency, control, feeling controlled, feeling enslaved, any of those. And you breathe and you create the intention to release. Now there's some processes that I can get into in the future, probably around tapping or acupressure points um, or working with the body to help release from these meridians. But really, I find um, the breath is actually the most powerful healer. So if you breathe in and you set the intention to release, your body will, will find that pathway. So as you work with each issue and it's really relevant to ask how many issues. Some of you might have like nine or 10 issues around time. Some of you may have one big one or, you know, just a couple little ones that, that are helping you clean up um, your experience. And so ask how many issues you have and, and do this process over and over again. And you will feel the shift when you have cleared something. You can usually feel uh, a shift in your energy, like the lights look brighter, your, um, you feel lighter, you feel happier again, like you can be lighthearted. And those are, for me, the signs that something has shifted. My breath becomes deeper. Um, I feel in my body and in the present moment more. And those are, those are the signs that you've, that you've really moved through it. And, um, another time I'll teach, there's, um, there's a way that you can check uh, the progress of your healing because there's different stages that healing goes through the the stages of healing and so I'll do that another time but truly you can know it by knowing it and so as you move through that um, I hope I hope that you get to really create something new and that's the last step here is um, well after compassion and then forgiveness if there's forgiveness that is required that can be the really power powerful transmuter or transformer so let's take this example of the the grandfather and the who became a factory worker forgiving you know the world for the industrial age forgiving uh, the government forgiving himself for not being able to make it as a farmer and just inviting him to do that forgiveness work if he's ready and that can be super super healing um, and then for yourself to you know in on all the different the different ways so as we um, as we wrap up and, and once you've released that energy, once you start feeling that clarity, um, you've just like kind of let go of a big, big chunk that is leaving a space, um, and in your body, in your, in your life. So it's really important now to bring in the beautiful, the good, the, the chosen, what you're choosing. So I'm bringing in peace, happiness, prosperity, uh, contentedness around time. I'm bringing in, um, and 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 to to feel it in your whole body. To feel, I am free. My time is my own. I am choosing in each moment of this one wild and precious life I have right now, where to um, be, 
uh, how to value it, how to value myself, I'm choosing that. And so bringing all of those beautiful energies in and giving yourself permission to be more in Kairos. So Kairos is the language that the Greeks use. They use Kronos and Kairos. Kairos is this feeling of bliss in the moment. It's that artist flow state of being beyond time, being timeless, knowing that truly knowing and embodying that eternity is in this moment. And I think uh, this Kairos energy is such a healer to those of us who have truly felt like a slave to the linear aspect of time to, to start to balance it with more and more Kairos. And as we uh, become more uh, enlightened on the path, um, we start to see that actually every moment can be lived in Kairos, that can be lived in grace and um, how incredible a life can be when lived in each moment being uh, being that, being an eternity, being grace. So I hope this process has been um, fun, has been enlightening for you. I know that uh, I've seen people shift so much in their relationship with time. And as you start to work with these containers of time, um, you'll start to see that there's, there's layers underneath it. Things like boundaries and borders, um, might come up for you and just, just pay attention to what's happening. Um, so as we sort of head into this, uh, winter solstice that's coming here, new year that's coming here. Um, this is such a beautiful moment to be in reflection about our time and space. Okay. Lots of love to you.